you for the next half hour to join us for interviews, discussion, inspiration and for strategies to help you fulfil your potential both in life and in business. Welcome back to Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm Mandy Beverly, and I am here with Amy Hendry from Four Wars Architecture. So welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, it's been really interesting learning all about you because I've discovered that you are the founding director and that you guys have been in business now for nine years nearly. Yeah, it would be nine years nearly. Wow, that's amazing. So what made you decide to set up your own practice rather than work for someone else or just did you see um, uh, just a an opportunity for you that you just had to take advantage of? Post-GFC, there was no opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk about that for sure. It was 2010 and I had just undergone my registration Mm -hmm. uh, as for being an architect. Being an architect in New Zealand, you not only have to go to university for five years, you also have to then undergo, it's sort of almost like an apprenticeship. You have to get so many weeks of work experience you need to tick off so many boxes in various different areas of experience from design through to working drawings construction that kind of thing and then you can sit your registration exam so it's a huge process it's a long it's a really process. long process mm-hmm. yeah and um so i set my architect's registration in 2010 and i think pretty much the day of the Exam when I knew I'd passed, I handed in my resignation and said, right, doing my own thing. <laughs> right, so you've always wanted to do always that? Always want to do my own thing, yeah. yeah. Always knew I was going to run my own business, um, be my own boss, and it was just waiting for that moment. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. And did architecture choose you or did you choose it? No, actually, my my father actually pointed me in, in that direction. He's a bit of a closet architect and he said to me when I was about 15, 16, and I, I liked so many things at school. I loved languages, art, maths, music, just sort of a bit of a jack of all trades. And he said, have you ever thought about architecture? And I was sort of, you know, 16, so what's that? And I looked it up and think, oh, yeah, that, that, that sounds like, that like, sounds like fun. Yeah. I could do that. Uh, and so I did. So I can attribute actually my, my career path, that initial step to him. Don't parents like to know that? Oh, he'll love to know that. <laughs> he'll be thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> I always hope with my girls that they, you know, they go, oh, mum, help me with this. But, you know, you never know, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> now, obviously, Four Walls Architecture, great name, by the way. Thank you. Um, you are based in Auckland, but you are designing New Zealand yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. We well, I don't say we do. We have, we have fingers in a few pies around the country. We primarily aim to base ourselves in Auckland. Uh, at the moment, um, I and Claire have young families, which makes it much harder to travel. Yes, we have um, designed work. Oh, where are we? Christchurch, Queenstown, Golden Bay, Wellington, uh, far north. That's what I can think of at the moment. Yeah. So we, we you know, we, we don't limit ourselves to Auckland. We do say that we can design nationwide because we, we, we have and we do. Yeah. Mm. And there are so many beautiful locations around New yes, Zealand. Yes, there are. Definitely. Yes, there are. Quite remarkable ones even. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and um, you said in your bio on your website that you have extensive documentation and construction knowledge. So when I think of architecture, I'm like, you know, uh, what does that mean? 
there are loads of phases to any architectural project mm-hmm. uh, and I talk to my new clients about this all the time so I'll rattle through them you've sort of you can divide any project up into, into three stages you've got the design stage you've got the working drawing stage and you've got the construction stage design is all about what most people would think of as architecture is the pretty pictures where yeah, you get to sit right. down and yeah. plan everything and decide what materials you're going to have and what colours you're going to have and things like that which is all nice uh, and that's that's what we call sort of the front end phase. Mm-hmm. Then we go off for you know a few months into our working drawings, which is the pages and pages of documentation that you put into council to get your building consent. And those are the drawings that allow a builder to then build your building. And then the final phase is actually when it gets on the ground and starts being constructed. Because that's going to be an interesting process as the builder's got to interpret your plans now. And yeah, um, and we've just built a big barn, a complex, and, and just watching it go from a sheet of paper to suddenly being mapped out on the ground mm. and suddenly it looks small and then it looks large. And then, it, you know, it's actually quite an interesting process just putting it from there into the ground. That's right. I take my hat off to builders. I, I to the, all the stuff that we give to them, and somehow they measure it all out on site. You know, we we, we draw things so tightly in the office. You know, you're literally talking about sort of ten mils, mm-hmm. ten millimeters in a detail. You know, one centimeter, and they actually turn that into a physical reality in a building. It, it's quite extraordinary. It is really <clears throat> extraordinary. Yeah. But um, I sort of through my, a lot of my experience, I really enjoy. I really enjoy the front-end stuff. I really enjoy the design. Um, but I also really enjoy the, the logistics of putting a building together. And there's really no detail that I wouldn't... No part of a building that I wouldn't now be able to work out how to That's how really to incredible because... Which is amazing because you yeah. start off very ignorant like yeah. that. Whereas now I can truly say, it's like, yeah, I, you give me any any design, or, you know, difficult construction scenario and I could I could work it out at least on paper. And then give it to a builder, mm. and then you and then you sort of go from there together. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, you know, because I mean, I love the pretty picture side. I love doing the, um, you know, going through Pinterest is my latest. Um, <laughs> it's my it's my latest obsession. Just and, and, and everybody you, loves Pinterest. Yeah, I do, and I've got so many secret boards, and they've all oh, renovation yes. and building, and you know, and all this, and, and it's getting it's a bit of a problem. But anyway, <laughs> I love it. But it's a great place just to sort of gather a, um, a look or a yes, style. For we actually, I, I laugh about it. We we love Pinterest. We love clients with Pinterest. Um, we it, it rounds out someone's brief. You know, they can come to us and say, well, we need the typical brief um we need another bedroom second living area open plan kitchen living dining and a laundry you know and, and maybe and another storage bathroom. and maybe another bathroom second yeah. bathroom um and then we say okay you know that's great can't wait to work with you do you have any idea about what you do how you inspired by any particular look because it's not that we design to someone aesthetic but if we can just know that they've been inspired by a particular picture or they said yeah we love that the way that deck connects to the house and we just think we'd love to live like that and those beautiful black framed windows yeah or they said us yeah we just love black framed windows you know we really (laughs) or we just we just really love how that kitchen how that kitchen dining area worked then or we love the look of that bathroom then we can actually take that and factor it into our design process. Do you you find that people come to you because of your design aesthetic or are you quite broad in the way that you We're really broad. It's it's quite interesting. We we like to think that we don't have a style or a particular fashion but the more that we go through 
uh, you know, the more that our company matures and the more work that we produce, we realise that we enjoy doing really just good quality, long-lasting design with a big emphasis on that word design, Mm -hmm. uh, really focusing on making... Oh, it's so hard to put into words. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, what I'm going to tout is our little our sentence on our website. It's award-winning architecture. I'll just put that in there because we won an award. Yay, well done. That, <laughs> what did you win the award for? Uh, a beautiful big new house in Christchurch. Wow. If you, uh, um, last year, actually. Well, yeah, well done. Yeah. Yes, post, you should be post telling earthquake, that. Post-earthquake rebuilt. Yes. Very, very big house, very big executive house, that, that, and we won our first award that, for that. Was that challenging with all the new earthquake um, it was. It was really interesting. Yeah. yeah, really interesting. You should see the amount of concrete and steel that went into that house. It was huge. So even for you designing that, now with that knowledge, you, you'd be mm. pretty expert in all of Well, the- we don't design the structure, but it was... Yeah, there were really interesting issues that had come to the fore from a construction sense with council, with engineers and things that, that you know, that wouldn't have been unimportant before, but that now were really, really essential to get right mm-hmm. and there were no compromises you know with structure and all that so that was very interesting but um no it's it's, it's we we do award-winning architecture that merges your brief and budget with clever joyful and inspiring design <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's like us that, actually yeah. we really like I to enjoy that. our work we like our clients to enjoy what they end up living in um we like to be clever about it we like to be efficient we like to have a strong focus on budget because that's really difficult in Auckland these, yeah. uh, you know, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we inspire, it sounds like a bit of a wishy-washy word, but actually if you go into a building which is designed really well and has really lovely, you know, good quality materials and has been put together really beautifully, you, you feel something. Yes, you do. Even if you say, God, this is a great space, that's, that's feeling inspired. Well, so inspiration means the spirit within. So it's right. actually really important. Right. It's one of the yeah. most important, yep. um, well, I think it's yep. one of the most important things that you can actually, mm. the way you can communicate with someone because you're almost communicating with them on an unconscious mm. level because you're communicating them with something that is their essence, their, mm. their subconscious mind. So, yep. yeah. We don't like to design architecture, which is really challenging. There mm. are other architects that do much more um, sort of heavy or challenging kind of head back but but you know say lots of concrete lots of glass mm. lots of hard surfaces that kind of thing we don't design like that we actually want we want it to feel calm we want it to feel really lovely um calm's actually a word that was used to describe that award-winning project which we were really curious about because we hadn't kind of thought about it like that and yet they that was one of the things they really loved about it was it felt so calm. And don't you want your house joyful. to be like that when you go into it? You want it to be calm and inspiring Absolutely. and you yep. just can admire the cleverness of it, but it just has a mm. it has its own essence. Yes, that's yeah. right. And it yep. just does all the right things and it you know, the room's in the right place and yeah. That's, that's incredible. So you were saying before that you started your business during the GFC. Yeah. Which is like gutsy. Yeah. <laughs> I had one project uh, that um, it was actually, it was a sort of a dis- distant family member and they wanted me to design their house. So that was actually the project that allowed me to quit my job and do it because I actually had something to do. Mm-hmm. And then I picked up a few things here and there. Yeah. yeah, and then I had got married and had my first baby. So actually, sort of within those those first couple of years, 
it actually worked out really well because yes, I managed massive. to establish the business but wasn't so busy that, you know, I had to take a, you know, a lot of sort of, you know, I didn't have to shut it down or yeah. slow it down to have my first child. It all actually worked out quite well. It's amazing, isn't it? You know, just having that leap of faith to go, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow what I've wanted to do. Mm. But how have you then navigated going from the GFC to then there's this big boom and now it seems to be a little bit of a plateau going on out there? So what happened is, is so I had my first baby and it was it was perfect. It was still in the middle of the GFC. You know, it's one of the, it's been one of the biggest uh, financial hits the world's ever taken, really. So it lasted a very long time, as we all know. Uh, that actually allowed me to just potter. Really, um, I needed to work when my daughter was only three months old. I was lucky she was a great sleeper. I actually just picked up a very small project that I could work on sort of just a couple of hours a day when she slept, which I loved. Mm. And then, you know, I just got more sort of structured and formal with it and, and, you know, took on a bit more work when she was sort of eight months old and the rest, you know, just flowed from there. And then when... Um, then I got another huge opportunity, actually, for that house in Christchurch. Yeah. Uh, the client rang me up and said, we really, really want you to do this. Yeah. And I said, the first thing I said was, oh, I don't think I can. <laughs> because my daughter was one and a half years old. We were planning to have another child. And I thought I would put myself personally at huge risk yeah. to do this. I don't know if I can do this. And then I hung up the phone and I thought, oh, no, 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 no. You don't say no to this. No, no. Okay, how are we going to make it happen? And that's when I called Claire. And I, Claire was had just um, gained her registration and I and she was looking for a for a career change, and I said, "How about it? Come and do this project. You'll most be doing the project, but this is it. This is our our opportunity because we've been talking for a year or two about yeah what somehow working together. I said this is it. This is now. So she did, and that was how we did that project. And then it actually picked up from there. That's when the world started to come out of the recession, and we just got more and more projects. And she was full-time. I kind of stepped in part-time, had my second child at the same time. Um, just very inspiring, the actually, business. just yeah. listening to your story. It I mean, was, it was, yeah. yeah, it was really organic. Yeah. We didn't try hard at all. We just mm-hmm. saw the opportunities and just quietly took them. That's, that's yeah. And here we are now. So now we've built the business um, to these two of us, and we've got one staff member. We've got a really nice flow of work. Now Claire's off having her babies. She's got a <laughs> one-year-old baby now. Uh, so she's been doing her maternity leave and part-time and all that now. I've now, my children are a bit older, I've been able to step up to more of a leadership role in the business again. Mm-hmm. And she's now the one that can take much more flexibility that's, in her life that's to re- do her thing. That's really interesting just to sort of see how you guys are creating the flexible, mm. a, a flexible working space. That's, yeah. And is your other employee, is that a woman as well? She is actually. Yeah. We didn't go out to find one, but she was the best candidate when we advertised. Mm-hmm. And she is also actually 32 hours a week, split over five days, long days, short days, laptop at home sometimes, that kind of thing. She's, she's as flexible as she wants to be. Uh, it's the flexibility between Claire and me is written in our partnership agreement. Mm-hmm. That's that's in there. It's in the legal document. It's what we said to each other when we set it up. This, the flexibility and balance comes first, um, and the business comes a very close second. But actually, yeah. it's it's making sure that our personal lives and our work lives are nicely balanced. Uh, when we need them to be, yes. you know, at any given time, depending on what's going on, yep. that's really important to us. So that's how we've set up the practice. And, and we're lucky that workflow and, you know, 
from a global perspective down to a national perspective has, has kind of ended up supporting that. And it's actually quite on trend, isn't it? You know, very on trend. Very on yeah. trend. And to yeah. enable both of you to do it all within mm. the four walls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look oh. <laughs> <Slip laughs> <Don't> that in <laughs> there. <laughs> so we're going to take a short break for music, but I want you to introduce who we're going to be listening to. Oh, this, this is really exciting. This is really exciting. I, um, I'm lucky, very lucky to be good friends with Tammy Nielsen, who is that extraordinary, talented powerhouse of a singer who, uh, and you, your listeners might uh, might know her. She's fabulous. Her new album is Sassafras, and this is the single that she's released off that saying, Stay Out of My Business, and I love the song because it's kind of about motherhood. <laughs> so much for introducing me to Tammy Nielsen. That was amazing. What an absolute powerhouse performance. Yeah. Um, so it's Remarkable Woman Radio and I'm back with Amy Hendry from Four Walls Architecture and so she's introducing me to the up and coming New Zealand music scene as well. <laughs> so we're actually, we're finding out all about um, what it's like to be a woman-led business and having this amazing flexible workspace as well. I just thought, I love the way you and your partner are actually really making it work for you guys both having young families and 
and careers as well. It's it's very inspirational. Thank you. It's actually kind of something we don't actually pay that much attention to. We've set it up like that, but it would never cross our minds to make the conscious choice not to work a 40-hour week. You know, it, mm. it's it's in many ways, it, you know, and, and again, we don't see ourselves as a woman-led business. We just see ourselves as businesswomen. Yeah. We see ourselves as architects, and we just happen to have paired up together, and we're just whatever needs to happen to make ourselves sane and and productive as architects and as mothers and wives and, and, and personally, we just make happen, full stop. That's what we do. I think we were lucky, both lucky to have quite good employers all through our work experience. Mm-hmm. So I've never had an employer which said to me, no, you must work a 40-hour week or no, you have to come in. I don't care how sick you are, you have to come in. I've never had the experience. I've only actually ever had really supportive employers that 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 also fit their businesses around what their employees really needed Mm. Uh, and so it never even occurred to me that there might be another way to practice architecture or run a business. So So, so I think if you employ the right people you know they've got great work ethic and if they can't come in for some reason they're going to try and make it up. Oh that's exactly right and I I learned very early on you know we we hired our first staff member two years ago and um, the, the lovely woman we have now has been working with us for a year exactly now um and I learned quickly that it was an absolute waste of my time to be worried about keeping tabs mm-hmm. on my employees. You know when the work's getting done. Yeah. You know when they're being productive and you know when they're not. Um, and we're lucky we've had two great staff members. It's never been an issue. But it, it's a total waste of my time to worry about that. I'm, I'm, I've got much bigger things to worry about. I've got my own productivity to worry about. And, yeah. you know, and the, the fact I might have a short day today because I'm picking up my daughter really our philosophy is yeah hire the right people and just get on with the job and put the right parameters around so you can go yep this job yep. is being done at the time that yep, it needs to exactly. be exactly yep. yep you catch up with them when you can and yeah you just rely and you also you hire people that enjoy being autonomous like that too yeah. do you have any ninja tricks for the way you juggle everything apart from this flexibility and things because we we're just talking about how you are making your lives work and putting balance in and things like that but you know mm. you've got you've got a partner you've got kids you've got a business you know just mm. do you have any you know something that can help someone out there that is just feeling like they're they need a bit of inspiration around this it's really it's really hard mm-hmm. some weeks are really easy some weeks everybody's well physically no one's got a cold (laughs) some weeks everybody's really well everybody's slept nicely so everybody's had enough sleep um your partner's happy you've got a nice workload you haven't had anything go wrong at the office and you go yeah that was a great week nailed it yes and then the next week you go oh god the wheels have really fallen off (laughs) you think oh okay um the biggest thing for me really is is I I try and always put myself first. My mental health actually comes first, which means that listen to this, ladies. This is really if good. Something doesn't get advice. done. It just doesn't get done. You know. And actually, I was I was preparing for for this just um, in a cafe about half an hour ago, and I suddenly thought I was thinking, you know, the best advice you ever get. And actually, then um, something cropped up in my head. It was, I think it might have been in Canvas magazine and the Herald or something. And it was, was an article about giving from your saucer. And it really stuck because you don't give from your cup. You actually give from your saucer, which means that you only give when your cup's overflowed. So if you're going through a week where your cup's half mm-hmm. empty and you, you just need to close down and concentrate on yourself and your family and just the, the, the 
prioritise tasks the office, that's what you do. But then you might go through a few weeks where everything's great, your cup's nice and full, it's overflowing, and you're like, yeah, I've actually got enough energy now to give to my friends, my wider family, the school, my office mates, all that kind of thing. So I, that's actually unconsciously how I end up running my life. I love When that. the going gets tough, I actually completely introvert, mm-hmm. do what's necessary at the office, do what's necessary at home, get everybody through it. But then I have weeks, actually like this one, where the world just opens up a little bit and I've got much more energy and time to enjoy, you know, just enjoy life's pleasures a bit more and, and you know, give more to other people and things. But I that's kind of how I try it. and run my life. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. I'm going to adopt that, I think. You're going to put that on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we only give from our saucer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a actually, good one, isn't it? It is really cool. Mm. So does that kind of enclose my next question about the guiding principle or theme for your life? Is that becoming? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's yeah. probably it, actually, yeah. I would imagine. And... It's it's hard. It doesn't always work. You do get things well, really out of balance, but I know when things are out of balance. And I think that's when so. you just got to focus on the bigger picture, don't you? You try and focus of, on the bigger yeah. picture, and you actually you just know that it's going to change. Yeah, you know it's going to. You'll probably have a better week next week. Then if it goes for a few weeks running, you sit there and go, "Okay, something's really not right. How? What are we going to do now?" So it's yeah. great. Ask yeah. a different question. So mm. when you are now owning your own business, your comfort zones expanded, right? So mm. How do you? How easy it is it for you to keep growing your comfort zone? I don't make a big effort to do that. I don't have. We don't have goals in the office. Um, we don't have time for goals. Actually, our biggest goal between Claire and me at the moment is just keeping that balance. I've still got young children. She's got you know her baby. Mm-hmm. Um, why on earth would we have a goal to you know? <laughs> get that many <laughs> customers or, or, you know, expand our workouts. I think, no, 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 no. That will come in time, perhaps. So that actually is quite a illustrative of the fact that we've let our business actually grow really organically. We've never gone out and chased big opportunities. We've picked up on leads. We've taken the opportunities when they present them. Yeah. But we've never ever sat down and go, right, marketing strategy for 2018. We want to get to X, Y, and Z by the end of the year. No. So you know how we roll. You focus on. So you're challenged possibly by the design briefs that come to you, or um, we're just challenged by life itself right now. <laughs> Jesus, how much more challenge do we need? <laughs> My kids are a lot older. In, no, uh, but it's but, it's, but actually no, it's it's true. What we actually challenged by is running a successful business anyway. Just yeah. you know, and and we do. We've got a really successful business. Doing the best job we can for our clients that walk in the door. We don't need to actually look too far ahead than the people that are right here, right now. Because you were saying before, you're getting a lot of referrals. You're getting that word of mouth. That's right. So they're they're just gold, aren't they? Yeah, if there's any goal, it's to be as good as we can be to the clients that we have in front of us. Because if we do that, then the next client won't be far away. Because they go off and chat to their friends and rave about us. And and, and that's actually how it works. How it works the best is how you get the best clients. So that's great advice is to really focus on who you're serving in that moment, isn't Mm. it? Yeah. So stepping outside of a comfort zone, um, we don't. Because actually from a day-to-day basis, just running a business, being a mother, being a wife and looking after yourself personally... <laughs> there's just enough going on. There's enough going yeah. on, isn't there? Yeah, and it's just actually sort of knowing where your limits are at the moment. Yeah, it does. Because it if does. you get yourself too stretched, then you've got, mm. as you said, two little kids. You mm. know, where are they going to be in it all? Mm. And you know, they need to see mum, mummy at the yeah. end of the day. And also, and the immediate business suffers mm. if if either one of us is too distracted by things going on. What we're actually doing right here and now doesn't get done. 
as well as it should be. So how would you nutshell that for some of my listeners? What advice would you give them for that? It's balance first, really. Or actually another another little jewel of advice that I got very early on in my career uh, when I was one day just facing this massive day and I had about 10 what I thought was really important things to do and I knew I didn't have enough time and this lovely guy in the office said to me, Amy, 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 said, take a deep breath first. Yeah, okay. And he said, just choose three things and do them really well today. Just three things. And I cool. he said, that's how I've done my job every day since I can remember. Just choose three things and do them well. Brilliant. Now, um, my question I ask everybody at the end of the interview is, what is remarkable about you and what you do? I ask this from a value point of view because mm. if we don't value ourselves, then others don't value us. So what's remarkable about you, Amy? The remarkable thing about me is that I really care about people. I really care about our clients. I really value them as human beings. I like to find that connection, that Mm -hmm. human connection with my clients. I like to find human connection very quickly with my friends and my family. Um, That's all balanced, of course, with giving from the saucer because I can't be like that all the time. (laughs) But I think that's what makes me remarkable. I think that's what I really end up enjoying about my day-to-day life and my business is is, is, those human connections that I find throughout the day and so, really trying to care. And how do people find you? You can find us on www.fourwallsarchitecture.co.nz. That's the word for. Uh, you can email me at amyh at fourwalls.co.nz or you can ring me 02745230027. We got it all in. Thank you so much for joining me on Remarkable Woman Radio today, Amy. It's thank been you. a pleasure interviewing you and thank Likewise. you for those great tips. Thank you. We'll see you next week. been listening to Remarkable Woman Radio. You can catch us again next Tuesday at 3.15 on 104.6 FM or anytime on planetaudio.org.nz forward slash Remarkable Woman. We'll see you then.